Welcome back to the Coach's Corner on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. My name is Mike Teague, and I am joined, as always, by our friend Jeff Melton here. And Jeff actually had a chance to sit down and talk with head coach of our women's volleyball team, J.P. Dorn, earlier. And uh, Jeff, what was your, your top takeaway with your conversation with Coach J.P. Dorn? Yeah, one of the one of the things I enjoy about J.P.'s story is she was a little bit of a late bloomer. And then kind of, you know, reach the top as an All-American at USC. And, I, and I've and i always thought that, that that experience that she went through is directly tied to how she coaches. Uh, she referenced um, during our conversation, which you guys will get to listen to here in a second, about how kind of she when she's looking, she's kind of trying to find who she was, you know, when she was a high schooler, you know, someone who's a little raw, who hasn't been given the proper coaching, hasn't been taught how to do it, but has all the potential in the world and trying to make sure that they get the same opportunity to grow and maximize their potential as she had. So that's the on the court part. And then the off the court part is just how she's so intentional and dedicated to developing their spiritual side and allowing these young women to truly know who they are, who God has created them to be, and to be able to live in the freedom of that and to be comfortable with the uncomfortable that comes alongside, you know, opening your heart and your soul up in that way. Yeah, that's great. And I know Coach Dorn, we've seen it as she's coached, and I'm excited to hear about this conversation just because she was such a high-level athlete, but you would never think it. She's, no. she's seriously so humble, and she does such a great job at loving on her girls in such an intentional way and just the ability to translate the success that she had in college and not being able to translate that. This is her first head coaching position, right? Correct. And now yes. she's able to, to really take those skills and grow this team. And we've seen a ton of growth in this team mm -hmm. within the, the last couple of years. And I think that is a huge part due to JP being once again, very intentional about just finding that maximum potential that you talked about and really being able to go through and, and find these little things that she can fix. And we've seen the success on the court through that as well. So I'm really excited to, to hear this conversation. And so, um, Jeff, any other thing you want to talk about with that? Yeah, it's actually interesting because, you know, uh, across all of our, our coaches here on campus, we have kind of a, a just a gamut of experiences and what led them here. But what makes JP so unique is that she spent five years as a residence director out at um, a school in Riverside. So it's just so interesting how when she was in that mindset, how she actually pulls from that every day on and off the court, you know, so it's not all X's and O's, you know, X's and O's are all a byproduct of what you're doing in the hearts and the minds of these student athletes on a day in doubt day in day out basis and how you know she's as competitive as they come and she wants to win every point every set every match but her goal is not to win games her goal is to develop godly women for their future and to create people who are going to then impact the world for christ that's so good and that's actually one thing most coaches at least coaches we have, they've been career coaches. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually have that experience of, not they don't have the experience, but they haven't had the, the type of training that JP would have had as a residence director. Mm -hmm. uh, those, the residence directors, I mean, they, they do a lot. They're counselors. They uh, work with the spiritual side of things. And so for JP, she's once again able to transform lives. And 
she's done that really well. And so um, we will stop talking about it. We'll let you guys listen in on the conversation. So without further ado, uh, here is Jeff Melton's conversation with head volleyball coach J.P. Dorn. All right, we're here with women's volleyball head coach J.P. Dorn. Um, first, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about you back when you were a player. Um, folks might not know back at home that you were uh, a two-time All-American, correct, at USC? Technically one and a half. One and a half. How, honorable, how you... honorable mention the last oh, year. Oh, okay, okay. I was going <laughs> to ask how we get the half there. So, um, But you were kind of a late bloomer in yes. volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, uh, you've described yourself in the past as a giraffe when you showed up at – USC couldn't really walk, couldn't really run. So just 60 seconds here. What, what, what was life like when you were a player at USC? Um, it wasn't the draft phase. It was, I was a ball of athleticism, but had no, I, I had no coaching really. I mm. didn't start playing club till my junior year of high school. And I remember going to club tryouts and they'd ask me to hit like hit an A, hit a three, hit it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what those are. And so, um, they would teach me and I'm like, Oh, like that. And they're like, yeah, that'll do. (laughs) So, um, it was a lot of just naivety and, um, not knowing really how to play at that level. Um, so when I got there, USC was a very, very overwhelming, um, just absorbing and learning so much that, um, either I hadn't been taught yet or just the intensity of it, the longevity of practices, um, all those things just playing into that. And so um, it was a matter of, for me, um, honing skills that I didn't really know I had yet. So um, in trial by fire, that's how I learned. So um, we had a senior go down and I was there next in line and started playing as a freshman and made a lot of mistakes, but also made a lot of great things great plays and great things and learn from every single moment of those. So it was super fun, stressful, but super fun. So as you kind of transitioned out of being a player, now you were yeah. an assistant for many years, which we'll get to in a second. And, but you're now the head coach at Vanguard. Do you, you do you call back on those times where you were naive about things? And does that help you as a coach today to be able to relate on the level of the Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a heart towards those girls who are late bloomers or just really athletic and haven't, you know, been able to, you know, have the coaching or something like that. And so um, I probably gravitate to those girls more than others, but um, to see potential in people um, that maybe others can't. And um, yeah, it definitely, it it plays a little more into, a little more into my patience in general. and just allowing room for growth and room for learning. Definitely. So after you, as you transitioned out of being a player, you kind of got into the assistant coaching role for many, many years, mm-hmm. multiple stops along the way. What was it about volleyball that made you, hey, I'm going to make a career out of this. I want to be a coach. Um, for me, it's always been the purpose behind um, – really the coaching aspect it's the mentorship it's the relationships it's the knowing who I became in college um knowing that I can be a part of that process for somebody else um and a coaching role plays such a huge part in that because you know you're seeing those people every day it's not like 
you know, being a club coach or even a high school coach where you see them like, you know, one to two hours a day, like I'm seeing these girls all travel trips every day in practice, weights, um, coming into my office, doing one-on-ones, like a lot of just connection time. Um, and so I was a residence director for five years as well. And so that taught me a lot about, um, relating and just mentorship in general, um, which has definitely played into, um, my coaching purpose and all those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, as much as I, you know, I feel like I have brought, you know, I have a lot of technical knowledge and all those things from my playing days and just coaching in general career and, um, combined with the purpose and passion behind the coaching aspect of it, it's, it's just a really fun profession. So you are in your third year here at Vanguard. Um, so far, you know, you haven't been here as long as some of your other stops along the way. But what 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 would you say about your Vanguard experience so far as being the, the head coach of the women's volleyball team? Um, well, it's funny because I didn't really want to ever be a head coach. <laughs> I loved yeah. the assistant coaching role. Um and a lot of that was because of the the conversations and the mentorship side. You know, th- I think the girls are a little less guarded around their assistant and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, but in my last role, in my last college I was at, you know, I, I was playing much more of the head coach than I was the assistant. And so it kind of was like, well, I'm doing this anyways. Like, why not um, pursue a place where, I know I can do both, which is, you know, share Christ and also coach good volleyball still. And um, it was one of those things where it had to be the right environment because I didn't want to continue up the ranks of, you know, we'd be we'd been at D1 and D2s and, you know, just it's such a rat race. And it it it, you know, you have to be all in for those and you have to be okay with sacrificing so much of your life and time. And we had done that. And so. Um, it was definitely the, that moment of like, we need balance and balance to me looks like a place like Vanguard. And so when I had, you know, contacted, um, Vanguard and found out, you know, Chris was always already going through the beach process. Um, we knew Vanguard through the old GSAC when we were at Cal Baptist. And so it was like, we had this knowledge of Vanguard already. And it was like, oh my gosh, like this could be a great place. Like they're great in their conference. Like in the GSAC and all those kinds of things. And so it was kind of a, an exciting time to be like, this could be where we could hunker down Mm -hmm. and like start life and, um, just really be happy coming back to California and all those things. And so I have absolutely loved my experience at Vanguard, the support, the relationships, the, um, just the intimacy of the campus, all those things, you know, every small school will have its quirks, but, um, I think Vanguard makes up through the the relationship aspect and support aspect. Um, it's just been a really it's been a really fun process so far. Absolutely. So in your mind, you kind of touched on a little bit, but what if there's one thing that makes Vanguard different in addition mm-hmm. to that intimacy on campus and those relationships? What would you say it is? Yeah, it's kind of what I tell recruits too. Like, this is an unusual place. It's. Um, you don't get the care that you get at most schools like you do at Vanguard in the sense of everything from professors, staff, um, your coaches, your athletic administration, like everyone cares so much about the growth of the student. 
um, and just it's not just about their sport, you know, and there's a lot of places that I know that can tout that and say that. And yet there's a big disconnect, but I, I think we execute that well here. Um, and even on just our own team and culture, like we do so much to pour into our girls and, um, whether it's, you know, Bible study together or team bonding or working on mental training and journaling. And just, there's so many different aspects that we do, um, outside of just our sport. And so, um, that creates a well-rounded person, not just an athlete. And so that's what's exciting to me and what's so different to me at Vanguard is like we truly get to coach the whole person. Mm-hmm. Diving a little bit deeper into the culture, you know, culture of honors is mm-hmm. how you yep. promote it and and talk about it very openly with everyone on your team all over campus. What do you, what do you – what do you do on a, a daily, weekly, monthly basis to dive deeper into that and to create that atmosphere for your team? Yeah, a lot of a lot of our work is done in spring. Um, like we do, well, I guess spring and fall, but we do a lot that builds into getting to know each other outside, like being vulnerable. It all comes down to being vulnerable and creating trust on our team. And um, we started with life stories when I got here. Um, just who are we outside of volleyball? Like, what have we been through? What are the things that have made us who we are? Um, we do life stories. We do, um, you know, like I said, our Bible studies in spring to bring vulnerability to who are we in Christ? Um, that's, you know, a huge ultimate thing here. Um, and for me personally, and, um, we really, we develop like our mental training. Um, we do things outside of that, that, pour into how do we have healthy conflicts you know we've brought in people that discuss those things and how do we I mean conflict is inevitable and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be negative Um, it's just a way to work through something so we can continue to stay on the same page and um, you know that's been a challenge it's not something that people are good at or want to do Um, so it's been a learning curve um, and learning how to say like no that actually bothers me I need to say that out loud and bring that person in on this conversation so we don't have this disconnect between relationship. And so we've done that. um, We've been working hard on that this year um, and have had some good responses and great outcomes of that, um, you know, and trying to keep us on the same page in that. So, um, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been a learning curve through it, but we do a lot that um, continues to develop the vulnerability and trust side of our team. Without that, we're just a bunch of volleyball players. Like we're trying to create real community and real relationships on the team, that it's not just a group of people that come together for a couple hours a day and then depart. Like these girls are living life. They're in the same classes. They, a lot of them live together. You know, they've got to learn how to create community when they leave college, they don't have the instant family. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do I learn how to make community Okay, well, on our volleyball team, we, you know, we talked about life stories and went deeper with people. We, you know, invited people over for small groups and things like that. We, you know, they, they're they learning ways to create people to, to be invited and to come in. Mm-hmm. So. so you've talked a lot about how the off the court is way more important than anything mm-hmm. you're doing during your, your two-hour practice every day. How do you personally as a coach and then for your team, how do you define success? Mm. Uh, That's actually been a conversation that we've had a lot this year. Um, 
if you look at our success as results of wins and losses, you know, we look like we're doing very well and, and we are like, we have a good record and things like that, but we really, we really focus on the process. What are the things that we can control? What are the things that we are doing in our skill set well because the outcome will be a natural outcome for that process if we're doing it correctly um and so success for us is is honestly just being able to control the things we can control on the court um success for me is a lot of stuff outside the court like you know one of our girls got baptized beginning of the year like um just hearing you know stepping into a room and hearing conversations of girls having meaningful conversations about who they are and um, what they're learning that Jesus is teaching them um, or something that they're going through that's hard that, you know, the girls surround each other and help each other with. Like those are successes as much as, you know, what are we learning on the court and how are we, you know, playing our game? So um, because when they look back, when I look back, like we're not going to remember a certain match or all those things. We're going to remember you know, we're going to remember those things that stand out that are community and relationship oriented. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what was it that when you started working at Vanguard where you were like, these are, these are the things I need to do outside the court in order to foster the vision. You know, when you were on those airplanes in those quiet moments before you ever, you know, step foot on the court here for the first time and you were mapping out this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And, you know, like we say around Vanguard all the time, start with the end in mind. What's the end goal? And then go back, go backwards and fill it in from there. Kind of what were those first initial thoughts and mm -hmm. moments like? Yeah. Um, well, one, it was getting the girls to understand that I'm here as a support structure for them. Um, that like they need to know me as much as I need to know them. Um, and that's always hard coming into a program um, because it's change. And there's some people who don't want change and mm -hmm. there's some people that do and that's okay. And um, so stepping into first of them, understanding who I am and being vulnerable with them right away. I remember our first, uh, I took the team to Mammoth and our, I did our first life story and mm -hmm. it was within, you know, it was like, my dad had passed away two years prior and it was something I didn't talk about, but it was part of my life story. And I started sharing it and obviously like getting emotional and things like that. And I remember the girls just being like, what do we do with this right now? <laughs> like our head coach is crying and we don't even, you know, so for me leading out of vulnerability is leadership sometimes. And, um, I'm not perfect and I'm not, you know, doing things perfect all the time and they need to know that it's okay. Um, so that was a huge aspect. And then the other aspect was them being vulnerable and building trust with each other um, because I think there was a lot of self-protection and things like that. So, um, you know, that was a huge key piece is getting people to be open about who they are and not being in an environment where that's being held against them or judging or, you know, or if someone's going to take that information and do something with mm -hmm. it. So um, that was kind of my first big piece um, was creating vulnerability. And then the second one was obviously just the X's and O's of like my philosophy and in, in volleyball, you know, and how I coach um, different positions and what we're looking for in our offense and all those kinds of things. But um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's funny when you you come into a program because you know you're you're fighting a lot of of different battles of um, being able to move forward is always hard, and mm-hmm. so um, allowing time for people to you know if they need to vent or be sad or grieve like the change that's fine, um, but then being able to like all right now we're moving forward and this is where we're going. Um, so yeah, it was, yeah, that was kind of where my head was at. Absolutely. So we are in this, the back half of our, our conference schedule, you know, yes. playing teams a second time. What's the biggest challenge that comes with facing a team for the second time? You know, whether you got the win the first time or a loss the second time and have mm-hmm. to battle through that. Yeah. Um, our biggest mantra this year, um, I would say is adaptability in general. Um, the team that's going to adapt the quickest and most effectively is going to win points and it's going to win the match. Um, and it's something that we've struggled with kind of throughout the season. Um, and so now going into the, the second half of conference, you need to be able to adapt even more because you know these teams now. You know who their big hitters are. You know tendencies, all those kinds of things. And if you can continue to adapt quickly to those things and not take a full set or two full sets to like either remember or you know change something up um you'll be more apt to score points quicker than the other team so um yeah I think the biggest the biggest aspect to the second half is being adaptable and being able to be adaptable quickly um and so that's something that we're getting better at and we've been really working on the last few weeks in general um and we've had to adapt a lot um just with some injuries of starters and things like that so we're working through it and I'm really excited for we've had some great practices the last few weeks um which didn't really translate so much into our matches but um I think we're going to be making I'm well and hoping we're going to be making that stride now um into our latter half that um, we kind of, I think we've settled down. We know where we're going. We know our roles now, um, as we've had to change some things up. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how we respond. So, so we got six, six games left in the regular season. Uh, we got the Arizona schools in here this weekend, um, Ottawa this Friday and then Arizona Christian on Saturday. So JP, thanks for stopping in and talking Thank to you. us yeah. and we'll see you on the court. All right, and welcome back once again. Incredible conversation. So we talked to you guys about all these different things that you're going to hear in this, and I think you heard all of what JP's heart is. It's transforming lives. It's uh, her experience. It's all of that together, and that was that was awesome, Jeff. I mean, uh, you know, what were some takeaways from you just hearing that conversation, just kind of reflecting a little bit on that uh, after speaking with head coach JP Dorn? It made me want to play for her. Yeah. It made me want to be on her team. <laughs> I uh, – you know, I, I'm one of the few people in our athletic department that did not play college athletics. Um, I was a little too short, a little too slow to pull that <laughs> off. So, but it, she just fires you up and she, she has the right amount of competitive drive mm. without it becoming all encompassing like yeah. she has. And as a coach who's been an assistant and now head coach worked in the NEI, NTA division one, division two, all across the country, Midwest, West Coast, and the South, kind of all over the place. It really gives her a unique perspective. Mm. And I really think that that helps her stay grounded in what 
she wants to do. And I think what she entered into this role about two and a half years ago, what she wanted to accomplish, I think she's still living that mission out every day. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you see that every day. She is, she is so grounded and she cares about what truly matters. I think what a lot of times you get with, especially younger coaches maybe, is they get so caught up in these little things that don't matter. But JP knows what matters and she focuses on those big things and the little things will fall into place after that, right? And so, uh, yeah, I thought that was incredible conversation. So um, thanks, Jeff, for, for doing that one. Absolutely. So we thank all of you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to follow us along. Be sure to tell your friends, and you'll be hearing more from us. Again, every Tuesday you will hear from one of our student-athletes on our Stories of Significance feed. And then every Friday you'll hear from one of our coaches here on the Coach's Corner. (laughs) 